So tonight we've invited um, renowned uh, coach and, and, and youth coach also, Farouk Khan, who has his own successful Stars of Africa Academy. He'll talk to us about his understanding of Vision 22. 2022 and where we've lost the plot and we'll also speak to a scout um, also a renowned scout he was here a couple of he was here last year the year before to talk about his book uh, Walter Stienbock formerly a scout at Kaiser Chiefs uh, well-educated man also and he will talk to us about the other part of this um, vision 2022 document I actually do have it in front of me every time we discuss the show I try to page through it and just find out what we can pick out uh, so tonight with Walter Stienbock we will talk about talent identification matters of talent identification and it was interesting when we were going through the book this just before the show with the producer Veli Lemnyandu that we were disagreeing because one part of the book talks about the playing philosophy and the playing formation of of South Africa and and the playing formation that must use but that must be used to study of young footballers and the one part says it's a 4-4-2 and then Velile comes back and says no it's a 4-4-3 so we disagree and then we both we will go back to the document and the document has two formations about how youngsters should be started so I'm not sure if it was an oversight. I'm not sure if it was an error, but they mentioned 442 and then go mention 433. So it's a, it's a bit confusing, but we'll continue to discuss, to dissect it as we go along. Okay, let's go live to Cameroon before we talk Vision 2022. Okay, are we going to Cameroon? Okay, we're going to Cameroon now. That's where we find um, a journalist in G and No, just to talk about the tragedy that happened yesterday, Mr. Razmataz, those who follow him on Twitter. G, good evening from us here in South Africa. Thank you for speaking to us tonight again. Thank you very much, Fabiso. And uh, again, my warm regards to the lovely people of South Africa. Thank you. Not a great night to be talking, though. Said news coming out of Cameroon last night. What has been the reaction like uh, that side? Well, I mean, the reaction has been that of uh, shock and utter dismay, you know. Um, until now, the Africa Cup of Nations was uh, on the pitch going on smoothly. Um, you remember that during the first two games in the group stages, we didn't have a lot of fans around. And then the fan turnout just really changed. The yeah, lot of supporters encouraged to go to the stadiums. Um, the government decided that um, public of Public schools will close at 1 p.m. and government offices will close at 2 p.m. just to encourage fans to to go to the stadium. So yeah, I mean we're having massive turnout and yesterday's events have, have sort of dented this effervescence that was around the tournament. Um, people obviously are sad. I mean when you lose eight people, including a six-year-old girl and a 14-year-old boy in a stampede, then I mean. You know, it's 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 really hard, even for the most optimistic or passionate football diehard, to to take that in. And, and yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a really difficult situation right now. But I I also and it's important I have to say this, um, commend the hierarchy of the Confederation of African Football, um, the fact that CAF president Dr. Patrice Motsepe, um decided to go and visit the 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 persons who were injured in hospital today really I, I feel was a wonderful gesture. He uh, shared with them, spoke to them, and um, basically just comforted them. But also one hard decision that's come out is the fact that the game, that quarterfinal game that was supposed to be played at the Olympic Stadium has been suspended. Uh, the games that were to be played there will be postponed to... Um, to the Amado Ejo Stadium in Yaounde and the other fixture will be played at the Linda Omnisport Stadium. 
Um, CAF has uh, used with the Cameroonian government, and uh, they've, they've, they've suggested that an inquiry be launched um, immediately and that the results of the inquiry be provided to CAF and made public by Friday. But I think that we're going to be having um, some really serious sanctions and decisions that will be that will be coming up. It's 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 really a shame, you know, for the tournament, especially as uh, now many people were really excited going to the stadiums. I mean, it's the uh, round of 16, and then after that you have the quarterfinals, then the semis. That that's where you really have great competition. And now they um, they they will no longer go to the stadiums. You know, it's 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 sort of hard. Yeah, and for those who follow you on social media, I was really touched by by your your blow by blow commentary, if I can put it like that, Nji, because you were at the stadium last night, and in one of your tweets, you said this is one of the worst nights of my entire life as a commentator. I've just seen a video of a woman mourning her dead son and literally begging, "Please don't leave me. You are my hope. You you are my all." I mean, what's your understanding of what led to this to this tragedy, to this stampede? Well, I mean, you know. Um the issue is the there the, are the several entrances into the stadium. Now you have two major entrances into the stadium. There is an avenue which is which leads to the south and eastern entrances, east, south and eastern gates to the facility, and then there is another uh, road that leads to the presidential tribune, which is very often used by the uh, CAF officials, the VIPs and the media. Um, the avenue that leads to the to the southern and eastern gates really, I mean, like I said, it's an avenue on, on a regular day should contain traffic, except that yesterday wasn't a regular day. Um, supporters of the Indomitable Alliance of Cameroon came and, and, and were around the stadium for quite some time. Uh, a few of them delayed and, and didn't want to get into the stadium immediately. I mean, a couple of fans that I spoke to said that Traffic was probably one of the reasons why they got to the stadium late. It so happened that um, 30 to 40 minutes before the game, there was an incredible crowd, and a phenomenal crowd at the uh, entrance to the eastern, to the uh, southern gate. And controversially, I, I really don't know what could have triggered that. The fact that um, an official decided to close down that gate, and they told the fans that they had been instructed to close the gate and that uh, they could only get in um, at halftime. One official came and said that um, in five minutes they'll close the gate, and when they close the gate, supporters won't get in. So, I mean, you can imagine at that period, some fans were thinking, we've come here to watch the Africa Cup of Nations, there's no way I'll come and not watch the game, you know. So there's some sort of pressure that mounts, and people start really trying, uh, uh, forcing, trying to force their way through to that gate. And that's where there is, um, that's where the, the drama occurred, is in trying to force their way through. Uh, they, they, they literally pushed some persons down, trampled on others, and the result is we have eight persons dead and seven per, seven persons severely injured. I, 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 I'm just from the Yaoundé Emergency Center, where I saw um, a lady who is an ardent supporter of Cameron's national team with, with, with basically a broken arm, who can only, the only thing she can remember is that the people were, were pushing and that she felt, but that she was fortunate enough that someone helped her up and, and she didn't even realize at that period that she dislocated or broken her arm and she said it's 
when she got into the stadium that she felt a lot of pain and she realized that uh, there's a part of her body that that's sort of paralyzed from what she told us and she and she's gone to the hospital to do in-depth uh, uh, scans and checks i mean it's um like i said in that tweet and i and i meant everywhere i said that it the worst night of my life as, as as a football commentator because this incident happened 30 minutes before the game started so you can imagine a regular commentator gets to the stadium way before maybe sits down and is preparing the match sheet and we're commentating these games and we're really happy and excited and not, not being aware of what's happening out out of it and you know to finish commentating a game and realize a few seconds later the the tragedy and the drama that preceded that fixture, and to see mothers mourn their kids, um, families mourn their children. I mean, amongst the eight persons who died, I've mentioned the six-year-old girl, the 14-year-old boy, but there's a, but there's a, there's a teacher in there who caused this way as well. There's a magistrate, a young magistrate, who died in that stampede. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really heart-wrenching to imagine and, 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 and to comprehend what's happening, you know, no one deserves to die for a game. I mean, I, I, that's what I said, and, and, and I really mean it. No one should be dying for a fixture. People go to games to have a nice time, to fraternize, to enjoy, to relieve themselves of stress. And, 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 and you know, for, for a parent, for a brother, for a sister, you, you, you stay at home and, and you hear that your brother who's going to the stadium is not coming back because they're the mortuary. You know, it, 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 it's, it's heartbreaking. And and you're saying this started 30 minutes before the game. At which stage then, as a commentator, somebody who's inside in the media box, did you realize that, that something horrible was going to happen? And the game kicked off on time. Do you think that was the right decision considering what was happening outside? Um, the, truth, the truth is, um, this stampede happened around... Because, you know, I'm sure you must have seen the videos. I mean... Um, mm. The people jumping, the fans, others just pushing and trying to get through. So, I mean, it, this is not something that's inherent in Cameroonian football. Is we, we, we often do not uh, rarely, barely have stampedes in Cameroonian football. Rarely are you going to hear that someone has died as a result of, 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 of crowd violence in Cameroon. It's, it's really very rare. And so when this happened, people all felt, okay, perhaps um, these people were injured and then they'll be taken care of. You know, it's at half time. At half time, that one reporter, one reporter mentioned to me that um, there was a stampede, that there was a stampede in front of the stadium, and that there were possible casualties. And it's towards the end of the game because I was talking to an official from the from the local organizing committee and from 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 a couple of officials from the firefighting brigade and one of them just, you know, sent me a text and said, listen, this is what has happened. We've lost eight people. And, and it was a shocker, you know. So at the close of the game, we, we go down to the mid zone and we're talking to the players. And some of them only then discovered that there was a stampede and that people had lost their lives in there. And just overall, how has the stadium management been at AFCON? Have you been pleased with the safety measures? I'll be very honest. I feel feel vague because I've, I've I've just commentated games at the Olympic Stadium, so I've not I've not had the opportunity to go to the other sites on game days. Um, I I feel I've gone to to rather to to Fandena, that's the Amara Ijo Stadium, which is the other stadium in Yaoundé. Until date, I, I I honestly 
will tell you. I'm funding for example, the roads are, the roads are closed four or five hours for the game. So it, it, it's I mean the the, the, the management has, has been sort of decent, but on the night when they needed this management to be top class itself, and that's what everyone is retaining, you know. Um, like 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 my my mentor in secondary school used to tell me as nobody remembers who's second. I mean nobody remembers who's third. It's first. It's it's like if 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 a dog bites a man, okay, it, it, it's the natural happening. So no one really cares. But if a man bites a dog, then that's the news. And and last night was a case of of a man biting a dog, and, and and that's why whatever efforts have been made previously will be watered down by the fact that we've lost eight persons in Africa's top pinnacle tournament, which is which is supposed to be the third biggest nation's football bonanza in the world. And so should the football have gone ahead then, considering what happened last night? I'm not I'm not sure that the footballers were, were like I mentioned, even in the even in the press room, a lot of journalists were not aware. Uh, so I, I don't think that that could have had an impact. Just o- o- like overall, um, overall, G, has there been any talk about the tournament going ahead or was that never an option? I mean, continuing or being discontinued? I, 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 don't, I, I don't know, but, you know, the, 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 the question was, was, was posed to the president of the Confederation of African Football, Dr. Patrice Motsepe. Um, he said that he's, uh, they've, they've convened an AFCON emergency meeting for, for, for tomorrow. Um, he's going to be talking with um, top officials of the continent's football ruling body. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, you always have these, these issues. It's like with 2003 when Cameron lost Mark Vivian for it. The question was, uh, do you play the final or do you just hand over the trophy to one team? So these are more complex questions uh, that bother around a lot a lot of issues which unfortunately I do not have a, a proper mastery of. But I can tell you that the judging from the demeanor of the president of CAF, he was he looked really uh, uh, petulant. He was not very happy with what had happened. And I mean that this is I see a CAF president who really wants results and I also feel that the, 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 the Cameroonian authorities are also chasing for uh, uh, clarity. They want to understand how this happened. And I do feel that perhaps it's a good sign going forward if at all the tournaments will, 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 will continue. Well, I mean, the game status for today are being played. Uh, Senegal is currently taking on Cape Verde. Later on, uh, Morocco will clash with Malawi. Now it's left to be seen if tomorrow the Afghan organizing committee decides against uh, continuing the tournaments, which I, which I honestly feel could be really unlikely. Okay, well, talking about that game, there have been two red cards already to uh, Cape Verde and Senegal have now scored, so they're leading 1-0, Saudi Omani putting them ahead. You know, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us in South Africa after this tragedy. Uh, strength to you, I can tell from your tweets how if affected you are also by this as somebody who was at the stadium as a commentator, and uh, that's why I'm saying strength to you also. Stay strong. Thank you very much. Thanks, Enji, you know, speaking to us all the way from uh, Cameroon. Um, football commentator, as you heard there, Mr. Razmatez on Twitter. You can also follow him. And uh, he's at head of sport at CRTV Web and also a contributor for Guardian Sport and Planet Sport FA. And there is so much drama in this game. I'm trying to keep one eye on it while also doing the show. Cape Verde have been reduced to nine players. Nine. 
nine and i'm not sure about the second red card it looks like it was a 50 50 between the keeper and sadio mane there uh, but velile reckons the keeper took out sadio mane so the red card is he says is correct i'm not sure if i agree if the red card is correct there and then sadio mane went on and scored it is um, like i don't know it's amazing how many of these decisions are going against the small teams here or the so-called minos at this afcon here you know, could there be more at play now? Because we also saw what happened yesterday with Cameroon and the Comoros there. Some dodgy decisions, some dodgy VAR calls. And it looks like just, and Comoros couldn't even uh, fill the goalkeeper because even though the keeper came back and said the test was negative, but he was not allowed to play. So they had to use a left back as their goalkeeper. And it looks like they've got their backs against the walls here, the small, the the, 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 the so-called minus at this AFCON. I don't know, maybe it's just me. But we've, before we talk Vision 2022, do we have a couple of voice notes? Do we? I'm not sure if we have about um, AFCON. I'm not in charge of the voice notes, by the way. Uh, so let's see if we have. Good evening, Tavis. We are speaking to St. Nancy Banks all the way from Bochum, Limpopo. You know, yesterday's game was supposed to be postponed. Maybe that incident didn't happen. So uh, Comoros played a football with no goalkeeper. I think their heart was very sour, and I think. Uh, it was the bad lucks that Cameroon brought by themselves. But man, anyway, speedy recovery to the fans who are fighting their lives in hospitals. And rest in peace to the people who lost their lives, man. Tabiso, it's painful and it's sad. Football is an entertainment is supposed to be adding that joy to us it's supposed to be kind of a comedy where it ends with laughter but it's unfortunate that in Cameroon it ended with tragedy it's it's, it's a pain from that perspective I don't know what to say now I'll, I'll probably comment after the CAF president Dr. Mutsipe has given or maybe has got the report by Friday, as he says. But uh, the only thing I can say to my fellow Africans is that those who have lost their souls may rest in peace and I'll forward my condolences to their families and to the football fraternity eternally. Thank you, Tabiso Butinkonke, Indo in the Eastern Cape. Okay, thanks for those uh, voice notes there, and yeah, condolences to the families and friends of who lost the loved ones there in that stampede.